What if it did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work? No, now, now, now it's legit. Now it's being recorded and all. <laughs> and you know what? I know you're going to laugh because you always laugh whenever I do tell you that, you know, I admire you or I'm one of your biggest fans and all that. And being, uh, I, I guess, well, I want you to introduce yourself because if not, you know, I'll probably go on for like five minutes on all oh, your Please do. Nobody ever cares. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Julie Guy. What, what else do you want? <laughs> Um, I don't know. What else can I say? I work for 101.5 Light FM. I've been on the radio down here in South Florida for a really long time. Thankful every single day. I still am, knock on wood. And Hey, you, you have longevity. And I mean that in a positive way. My mom, well, I, I don't ask her if she listens to you now, but I know she listens to you. My, I love it when my interns tell me that my mom listens to you. That's fun. Really? Well, my mom's only 20 years older than me. So it's not like, you know, she had me when she was 40. <laughs> so we'll, we'll give her that. My my kids know about you. They they love you. And considering, you know, they're into the Post Malone, Travis Scott. I mean, they see you as like, you know, a, an uber celebrity. Wow. I'm up there with Post Malone and Travis Scott. Well, I, I don't know. They they didn't go to that concert that they had a couple like last week. You've done some voodoo then on your kids, but I'll take it. Maybe, maybe it's because they read my posts whenever or, or my replies to you whenever I say you're you're my biggest fan. Oh, I'm your biggest fan and all that. I don't know. See that Freudian slip was right. I'm your biggest fan. I love that you wrote this book. Let's talk about you and this book, which is what I've been saying I'm gonna do, and I need to really start putting my money where my mouth is. Congratulations to you. Why, thank you. Now, now for being a brown guy, if I was a lighter shade, I'd, I'd probably be turning pink and red and all that. Um, listen, it's quite a feat because I think a lot of us say, oh, yeah, I'm writing a book. And then we, you know, scribble something down and then we just don't pick it up again. So I know it takes a lot of discipline and, you know, dedication. And listen, congratulations. Well, it was part of being a failed journalist. It was like that. It was part of being a failed journalist and the Catholicism, having that Catholic guilt that after saying one day, one day, one day, and all that. And, and now that, that book was actually what nobody knows was actually like a, a rewrite. I had to rewrite a lot of it from, yeah. So you wrote an initial draft? And then- uh, yeah, it, it wasn't as good because like REM, I was Michael Stipe. Uh, I was my shiny hat. You're going to tell me that you're listening to REM while you wrote that book. No wonder you needed a rewrite. No, no, not at all. Hey, I'm not an REM fan. I'm a big- not an REM basher, but it is kind of a vibe and a mood if you're listening to REM. Oh, no, no. But, but you know, everybody thinks that because before, like when I was married and all that, none of my videos showed any like, you know, everything was like, just do it. Just do it. No matter what. Emotions suck and this and that. Well, years later, after the divorce and all that, I actually um, what I did talk about in my my videos on Facebook and all that was having the regret of not asking someone out for my previous life, like a million years ago. And then I did that. And it was more like an ode letter, like a love letter. Hey, you know what? 
the, the book's premise was it took me 40 years to ask out this woman or I wasn't eight at the time. It was just, I've known her that long. And then, you know, we, we broke up and I'm like, fuck that. And the book, and she did me a favor because the book's way better than what it was. It, it, it was like a little more, oh, you can do everything and anything. Don't have any regrets instead of the book that you read. Okay. Well, I love this book. So I think it's, uh, yeah. however you got here, you got here. And that's really the bottom line. Well, we're, we're both into manifestation. So things happen for a reason. And my, my thought process on that was God in the universe wanted, needed me to go through that journey in order to write a better book. What I've learned is that we all have a journey, every single last one of us. And the, it makes, uh, you're more interesting when you have more, uh, forks in the road, right? I've become in the last three years, the most interesting person around. <laughs> and I would have never thought that I would have gone down certain paths that I have. And honestly, now, because I'm on the other side of them, because you don't know this when you're going through it, I'm much better for them. I am grateful for them. And that I got here unscathed, so to speak, and still have a pretty good, uh, a pretty good way of looking at it, you know, without being negative, without looking at it as woe is me, because really no one is immune to life happening to you. Well, everybody also sees you is like, one thing, everybody has this misconception because you and I met through running for charity, society, and everybody's just like thinking that you have this Howard Stern money, which is crazy because you're know, a laughable thing around oh yeah and you know being in the world of journalism people always ask me why did i leave and i said because if i wanted to be educated in a life of poverty i would have just gone to seminary school which <laughs> well it's not a life of poverty i will say no that. no i know but, no, but, yeah. no, but starting out of course i just actually told this story the other day um i had just gotten my first full-time job at WSHE. And I think I was 23 or 20, 23. Um, I'd worked there part-time and I'd done anything they asked me to do, right? Because it's what I wanted to do. So I was one of those people. Anyway, my first full-time where I signed on the dotted line and I was like benefits and the whole thing, 23. And they paid me $18,000 a year. And I lived at home because I was, you know, I'm a good Italian girl. And I lived at home and I remember going home and going, oh my God, I'm making so much money. You know, that's 1993 now. And it, it, it was bad in 1993, <laughs> but I, you know, to me, it was a lot of money. I don't want to go down this road of this conversation, but I'm a woman in this field. And I will just say that my male counterparts in my position make double and triple what I make. And that is a fact. And it is sad, but I still love my craft. And so I still do what I do. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm a fighter for all women since my mom, I, I, I used to tell her and I would tell people since she was in corporate America, single parent, busting ass and all that, that I would ask her, are we Jewish? Because I always get passed <laughs> over. Why? Because she would always get passed over. Oh, because she was a woman. Yes. And she was educated. And, you know, there's this misconception that she might get married and have more kids because, you know, that, I, I think that's the promise, too, is a male will sacrifice. A male will 
work 60, 70 hours while a woman has to have maternity leave and this. It, it's it's so antiquated and all that. But no, I, I feel you. I'm, I am woman, hear me roar when it comes to that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now, what were we talking about? I, I, I forgot. It, it was a premise on, I, I know it was, we were talking about how we have- misconception that I make Howard Stern money. Oh, well, it's a misconception on all journalists like that. Because, you know, we heard hero worship. I remember saying I wanted to be the next Walter Mondale, not Walter Mondale, on Walter Cronkite and this and that. And even locally as a little kid, it was Ralph Rennick. Was he the guy that said, let the oh good. God, I remember him. Wow. You're yeah, like that. Back. Yes. Yeah. He was on, uh, I believe he was on Channel 10. I yeah. Oh, I know what I, I that people feel that when, when you said you had all these things, emotional, personal stuff happened in within three years that people see you as a local celebrity. Oh, you can't be going through anything because I hear that all the time. Like, well, you know, why did uh, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park kill them, kill himself and all that. And people don't understand. We're all human. I don't care if it's, if you're. A well, bill- there's a misconception that if you're rich and famous, well, well, he was rich. Well, he, but he was famous. Okay, so what does that mean? Does that does that mean he is uh, exempt from, like you said, divorce, d- disease, illness, death? No, it, of course not. It just means you do it in a nicer house, maybe. Chester exactly. Benningfield uh, case, you know, like it, it doesn't mean anything. And obviously, and please remember too that in the media. You got to put, and not just in the media, let's talk about social media. You put your best foot forward. You don't put your crappy days up. I mean, actually, there are people who do. <laughs> there are people who share. The cyber hubs out there. Yeah, no, they're yes. But for the most part, if you work in our industry, you're putting out, you know, me and my dress at this event. Well, obviously, I look better then than I do when I come back from a run when I look like a sweaty mess, you know. But why am I going to put that picture up? That won't get a lot of likes. You know what I mean? So it of course that's what we put out there. So that when you do have your your days where you're humbled by life. People go, no, not you. Well, of course. And I will say this, though. I think I'm kind of grateful, again, for all the things that I've gone through, because not only did it give me a forum, and I'm I'm kind of personal on the... I don't get too to- totally personal on the air, but a little bit I have. And the little bit that I've shared has been very well received. And most of the time from people who say, oh my gosh, me too, you know, the whole me too thing. And it, it helps... It helps everybody, you know, me, them, everyone. Well, we all have, we all have issues. We all, we all have problems. And with the Chester Bennington thing, I mean, I don't think Lincoln Park, I mean, there, there was clues there. Every, there was no song saying shiny, happy people and all that. It was all pain. It's like, oh my God, why did that guy do it? Well, I mean, there was clues right there. <laughs> the thing. <laughs> well, also with you, though, when you talk about social media and all that, I, I would get that a lot. Like, well, you you were married, but I never put that I was divorced. But people want people thrive on drama. And it's not like I needed the two seconds of, oh, my gosh, he's going through a divorce. So to me, I, I just let by I, I let my personal stuff not be seen. I mean. I, I thought I left clues when there was no pictures of me with my ex-wife for like a little while. 
People only see what they want to see, Omar. You know, um, that's the bottom line. People only want to see what they want to see unless they're actively searching for some information on you. You know, the the cyber stuff we've all been known to do. But, uh, you know, I, I share... I find that timing is everything. I have found that um, a lot of times things that I have happened to share were not either on purpose or was not something that I planned. Um, Like I shared something pretty personal on Facebook because a friend of mine asked me to help. Would I write what I went through during the pandemic? She was um, starting this forum for women. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I think it would be great if you, if you wrote something. And I said, okay. And I said, well, how honest do you want me to be? She was as honest as you want to be. So she caught me at the moment when I was feeling really honest. And so I was, and I shared it with her and I thought it was going to be just on her forum, which ended up being shared on Facebook. And then there you go. So quite a few people learned what I'd been through through the pandemic and it's okay. It's not a secret. And, but you know, it was personal and as most I'm sure everyone already knows now at this point, but I mean, you guilt, you have, you're a failure. There's a number of things that you go through and you kind of want to go through it yourself. And I don't really need or or want anyone's judgment because you weren't there. You don't know. And I'm not interested in what you think. I mean, there are people who wrote, I'm so sorry, hang in there. Oh my God, that irritated me so much. I'm not asking you to tell me to hang in there. I'm good. I'm just telling you what happened. I don't need your, you got this. Keep going. Enough. I know. I got this. Everybody's got this. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no. I I get it completely. But it's also like, okay, I, I got divorced and I started posting pictures and then clearly... I, I was never going to say, "Hey, I'm." With when you. I saw you with a new woman, yeah. I pretty much assumed you'd gotten divorced. Well, there was no. <laughs> were, yeah, I know. You were quite brazen. I was like, either he has got some major something, or he's no longer married, and that's okay. But you know what, Omar? It's your page, and it didn't make me like you any less. And I actually still like your ex-wife too. I was oh, just telling no, you, I ran into her. I'm, I've never on social media. I've never disrespected. I've never. I maybe once. And that's you have class, and I appreciate yeah. that about you. And you know why? Because people break up. Exactly. It happens. It's not the end of the world. It's not wonderful when children are involved, of course, and you don't want that for them. But you also don't want to be miserable for the rest of your life. And you made a decision, and it's okay. And. Exactly. Exactly. And if people want to know the timelines on anything, just go. I mean, I'm not, I don't say, hey, I'm usually what happens and you go laugh. It, it's something that I, I love to, to it just like a mark in your territory. <laughs> if, if anybody's on somebody's social media, it, usually one, one, of, one of the two parties ha- has to let the whole world know. And that's fine that, hey, I'm with this person. And that's, that's, Totally understandable. I, I never did that on any of the well, any of my relationships that I've been with because I've always, hey, to me with social media, it's always been, hey, look at my kids because I want to see your kids. I want to see everybody that I've known from like 1973 till right now. Right. And if if I do post pictures of my girlfriend, it's because it's 
there's been time or a vacation and whatnot, but it's not like I've never used it as, Hey, look who I'm with now. Me, uh, look at me and who I've got. Yeah. I know what you're saying, but really at the end of the day, Omar, and this is what I've learned. It's no one's business. I do not owe anybody. And I, it took me a long time. Listen, I'm a people pleaser, you know, third girl in a big Italian family, people pleaser. But I realized, I don't know anybody, any explanation at all. People don't give me one. Why am I giving you one? Why am I explaining? I used to explain and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I owe this person why? For what? So that they can either judge me, which they're going to do anyway. I don't care anymore. I honestly have gotten a lot smarter where I don't care. Think what you want. I know me. I sleep at night. I'm good. Oh, uh, well, you know, we're, we're in the minority when it comes to judging because heck, you know, go Catholic school and all that. I was seeing like the, the parents would have thought that I, I either funneled funds from like the Vatican or I, I, I was a mass murderer or something like that. It went from like, uh, like even yeah. to this day. And it's like, to me, I mean, yeah, you're judging me fine and all that, but it's not like I wanted to hang out with you. It's not like, you know, you're my best friend. You can hate me, but you know, last I checked, there's two sides of every story. You know, she's free. Why don't you go marry her then? <laughs> I think you're doing more. I think you, you are heads and tails further than you even realize. I don't think you realize what you've done. Just when you shared a few, few things on Facebook and I reached out to you, I was very um, touched. And I don't think you realize it. So just, and that's because you're being authentic. And that's all anybody could do. And really, not enough people do it. So I well, tip my hat off to you. Well, the, the, we're we're kindred spirits in that aspect and all that. There's no, I mean, when I've been down, it's like, okay, now it's like, yeah, I'm down, but let's, you know, let's get back up. It's not the end of the world. But a lot of people thrive on drama too. So they want to see their friends like that. And I don't know why you would want to see your friends down, your, your community, because we like to build people up. But then we also love seeing somebody fall down because it makes them feel like, well, since I've got my, my life sucks, you know, good thing he fell because, you know, it brings him back down to reality, brings him back to my level. I know you're, I mean, there's a lot of truth in what you just said, but I think that we have to realize that we all go through this cycle, you know, we're going to be up and, and what's, what people also have to try to remember, and it's something I'm learning as well, is I may be up today and you may be down, but tomorrow, just like that, you could be up and I'll be down. And we will have that. Everybody goes through different timelines and we all go through the same things. We're all going to lose a parent. We're all going to have a heartbreak, lose a job, get a job, fall in love, fall out of love. All of that happens to all of us different times. And I hope, I think that the, the goal is to maybe help one another through those dark times because we've either been there first or we're going to be there. Do you know what I mean? I think that that is really the, the gist of it. Well, you reached out to me when you, you put the one plus one equals two and all that. And you, you sent me words of encouragement. Well, because I know you and you I knew, I knew you and I knew your ex-wife and I knew the family you had. And so I knew that I could, I don't do that a lot. I try to respect everybody's, but I know the new, you know, I've, we've run, we've been in, we've gone to Chicago together in San Diego and we did all the runs with team and training. And 
We have our own little family, you know, for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which was a great organization. And I'm grateful for the great friends I made all the time. And it got me into my run, love of running. And I met you guys. And, you know, you resonate with certain people. And I just felt like, oh, I got to reach out to Omar because he's he's hurting right now. So speaking of, of running, uh, not that I, I, I'm all over the place. I think it's ADHD or I, I, I'm, my mind goes a million ways. When is your next major long run? I'm not doing them anymore. I'm, uh, Completely I, I'm not interested anymore. You go through phases. I, I don't interested in beating my body up like that. I did two full marathons. I've done countless halves. I'll do five. I'll do some five K's cause they're fun That's funny and to- they're just long enough, right? <laughs> um, I, I love Orange Theory. That's my new love because um, it's everything. I never was a, a big into weights, which I realize as you get older, you really need that. So I love that it's one hour. I do my running. I get my run in where I get my heart rate up and then I do a million other things. And I'll go for a long run, you know, five miles on the weekend. And I just, I'm not interested in doing it anymore. It was a wonderful time in my life. I was younger. I just, I love running makes me feel accomplished and like healthy and I say fit, but I don't want to do these long ones anymore. You know, I'm done. I I haven't done, it was, maybe it was the curse of being, it was karma or getting divorced. I haven't done one since three years. Really? Yeah. But uh, yeah, torn ACL, PCL. You know, everybody gives me the cyber hugs and they're like, well, you've done the marathons. You've done the halves. Do you miss it? I, I don't know. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't miss going to Disney World out in the parking lot at three in the morning. I know. But I do miss the fact that I didn't go out on my own terms, that, that an injury and all that. That's why like... You're going to be the first athlete... Oh, I know, I know, but but it's always You've been watching the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't be the first athlete, and you won't be the last. Oh no, no, but it's always like that feeling that you can't believe. But but to me, it's like a sign of life. You don't know. Yeah, when you're done. Yes, I I didn't know that my last full was my last full. I never, I didn't know that my last Absolutely half was my right. last. Half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. And, and, and speaking, uh, that that's that's why that that's when it, it it hits me that you know we had such a short career compared to Denny, our, our running coach, who for like fifty years and all that, and he it just went like that. But it it's a going theme, I guess. That just like, but he's got a new love. He does that cycle bar, I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. see you, you're at CrossFit and you're doing as long, look, as long as you're finding something, because for me, as much as it's physical too, it's really, really mental for me to do something. Um, I have to stay awake, number one, because I have a 3.30 a.m. wake up call. And also I need to be sharp. I got two teenagers that run circles around me. I got to know what the hell I'm dealing with, you know? So it keeps me a little bit more... Not as much because they still know more than me, but yeah, you know, which teenager. Well, I, I try to be hip and all that, and I try oh, to you're, you know, hip. Uh, you're not uh, you're not even a fraction yeah. of <laughs> I, I know. I'm like, well, let, <laughs> let, let, let me pretend I like Travis Scott and the post Malones and all that. And and they know that's 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 bull. But I, I don't like the Kanye West. I but, am horrified, but we share playlists. 
So when I do go for a run and I pop in the AirPods and I, we share, cause everything, you know, we have one account yeah, and, uh, Oh my God. Sometimes I'm like, what? My ears are bleeding. What is happening here? And I just, I listened to it for a good two minutes. I'm like, let me see what it is that they're into. And I'm like, yeah, no, I can't. I have to go back to some Bon Jovi or 311 or something. I gotta, I gotta do 311 right there. Hey. Oh yeah. I, I, I got, I got my shots just to open up the country. Just, uh, just so I can go to concerts. I it's went my, my, or have you been to one yet? I, I went to the Dirty Head Sublime um, last week, and it, it was like after like 16 months. It, it's like you, you, I would have seen a fat guy playing a tuba. <laughs> and he would have been fabulous. <laughs> yes. You remember last year when everybody's like, this is the new norm. There'll never be another concert. There'll never be. Did you believe that? Or do you think people. No. Oh, I no. I believe that it was going to be well. I, I'm surprised that they're still happening. I think we still need to kind of uh, chill out a little bit, but I don't think we. Can, I don't think we'll ever go back to a lockdown again. I think that people are not going to have it. So I don't know what is going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> really. The thing that sucked about the lockdown too was the federal government. Okay, 15 days, and after 15 days, it was like what, almost four months. They're like, well, you guys, you guys blew it. Everybody couldn't stay locked on lockdown for 15. So they threw the onus. The reason why kept on, we kept on having to extend it was our fault. And it's like, whatever. I, I don't even know what to say about that. I have relatives in Canada. Hey, is, they are is it still just, the border? They just now, uh, they're, really, they're allowing Americans, well, I might change again. Now we have the Delta variant and of course, Florida, the epicenter of it all. Yay, Florida. Um, initially, August 9th was when they were going to allow Americans to travel to Canada. I have my sister there, my cousins. I've got aunts, uncles. I mean, I've got a buttload of family there. So we, they just now are allowing outdoor dining. I mean, we've been going rogue forever and they're just like, they're, my sister would be watching me going, what are you doing? I'm like, well, you know, we're careful. We're wearing a mask. And she's like, we can't even leave the house. It's crazy. Uh, I, yeah. People ask me my position on it. It's real. I, I had it. I gave yes, it. Of course it's real. I gave it to my ex-wife. So I, I know it's real. I I just don't have any answers. I, I know it can be political. If you're in a blue state, it's like let's stay locked down forever. And if you're in a red state, like Florida, it's I like, don't know why it's political. I don't know why it is. Um, but I don't want to pretend to understand. Oh, no, I above my pay grade, and I've never been. You've never seen a. I would tell people that I don't post political stuff because I was a businessman, but in general. It has zero effect on my life. People just want to post 20 times a day. I hate Joe Biden or I love Joe Biden. It's like, good for you. Either way. I, we don't talk politics on, on the radio at I, all. I don't, I, I, you've never heard me talk when we met. You'll never hear me talk at a dinner. Unless or, someone asks me directly, I'll tell you. And, because I'm not ashamed of my beliefs, whether or not you agree with me or not. That's fine. Oh, somebody... <laughs> But then they'll, they'll hate you if you don't. That's I remember growing up 
people could give a shit if you're for the HW or if you're for Bill Clinton. But now, I mean, you see people break up, lose friendships over a political view. And it's like, who cares? It, it has zero effect on me what you think the, the economics of our country should be or the minimum wage or your belief. Yeah, but I think it goes uh, to deeper levels of ethics and morality, which is why people are unfriending, not breaking, whatever the case is. I think because it goes to a deeper, uh, it, it's a, you're able to separate, you're able to say, you know, this is my beliefs is how, you know, but uh, 90% of people I would say are not. The shame. Well, we believe in personal development. Do you think it's a lack of that, of wanting to work on themselves or feeling that they don't need to work on themselves? Because I've always wondered that. I don't know. That is a good question. Uh, I don't know if people think they need to work on themselves. I I think you're right. I I think, okay, let me kind of rephrase that. I don't think there's enough self-awareness. I think there's not enough and and it don't don't confuse that with narcissism because that there's a very distinct difference there. There's people who are narcissistic and think that the world revolves around them and then there's self-awareness, you know, aware of your faults as well as your your positives, you know, the, the good and bad, your yin and yang. And I think if you're not aware of who, I know I could work on a number of things and I'm trying. But if if you're perfect, you could walk on water. Right. I don't know one perfect person. And, you know, uh, I mean, I've, I've always told uh, and, and I do it just so I, I let the world know, because to me, it's like freeing to say these are my faults. I don't care on a post or on a video and all that. Yeah, I, I, I can be kind of messy. I I can be overdramatic. I mean, Omar, so what? I mean, y- y- the only person who really has to care is whoever your significant other is. Oh, exactly. And yourself. But, you know, when you say self-aware, a lot of times too, is just that I feel like we carry around our past and we just can't forgive ourselves for... So we'll snap at... That's huge. Self-forgiveness is huge. I think you're right about that. And and I think you brought up Catholicism quite a few times today. (laughs) The Archdiocese of Miami does get my my monthly check. I think that there's a lot to it, obviously, how you're brought up and and your religious beliefs and all of that. But, yeah, you you have to uh, you do have to forgive yourself. We are all fallible. All of us have flaws. All of us are going to fall down. What? Some of us are more graceful. Some of us are not. I, hey, it, it took. I've I've only been self aware of that, and for Mister Marketing, Mister This, Mister Personal Development, it wasn't until shoot January, so six months ago, forty seven and a half years, I realized I I need to love myself. That that's that's where the self destructive behaviors, the patterns, the in my relationships. And all that. Although, since you believe in, in in the universe and all that manifestation, the secret, do you? And this is my opinion. I want to know if, if you you're aligned to this. Who we are, we attract. Now, I know in my book I said what we focus on, but let's say because we all go through phases, we're going. We're narcissistic. We can be narcissistic just like that. So if we're somebody that's into drama 
and all that, and we keep on being a magnet to that, that must be somewhere deep down inside. We're, we're a mirror image of everything that we bring into our lives. I, I 100% believe that. I really, really do. I think that when I've met certain people in my life, I must have been, if, if I look back now, you know, hindsight 2020 is a very true statement. If I look back and I see where I was in my thought process at that time in my life and who I was, who was in my circle, so to speak. Yeah. They completely mirrored what I was going through. I'm in a, I'm in a whole new unchartered territory part of my life right now. Really forward thinking, really positive, more than I've ever been in my whole life. And I feel like I'm bringing that all to me. And I don't even know that it's because I'm sitting there meditating and right, lighting a candle and doing my own. You know, people can think it's woo-woo all you want. It's what it's really just life. If you're a good human being, you're going to attract good people. If you're an asshole, that's what you're going to have in your circle. And that is just a fact. So you can call it the secret manifestation. It doesn't matter. It's called what you put out, you will get back. And I have found that I have, I have really good people around me. I'm so grateful and lucky. And I think it's because I'm a pretty nice person. I mean, I am not perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes, my God. But I know that I try to be as kind and good as possible to everybody that I meet. So that's what I think why I'm meeting good people these days. Exactly. And, and that's, that's where that self, that aha moment for me came about like six months ago was, or I'm bad at math. Obviously that's why I was a journalist. Like it's eight months now was that every relationship that I brought into like on a personal level mirrored my mom. I, I didn't believe, I, I didn't believe I, I deserved it. So I was with people that were mean to me or that felt like I was unworthy because that was what I was portraying. Also, I, I believe that, okay, I never got, and I, I laugh and talk about it all the time. I never got the acknowledgements, the, the cyber hugs from my mom. Hey, great job on this and that. Well, that's what I, I felt like I wasn't deserving that. So each relationship I would be with this mean mirror image of my mom I love her. She did the best. She still does the best that she could. I understand. I understand. I'm like, okay, I'm doing now. It, it motivated me to do more and more and more. But each relationship, it's like, okay, well, do I need to? What What can I do to get the acknowledgement? Well, I would never get the acknowledgement because I was mirroring. I was getting what I, I was like manifesting because that's all I want. I knew, I knew that dysfunction. And it's funny that, you know, when a relationship ends and all that, and they're like, well, I don't like you because of this to me, it's like, well, you don't like it because it's who you are. And that they'll be like, Oh, fuck you. You're an asshole. But it's, it's true. It's funny. I uh, would never know that about you. And this is where perceptions about people come in. I met you. I thought you were what you were married with two little girls. And I thought you were a very confident, quiet, a self-assured business owner because you were Mm -hmm. now all the other stuff, the confident, the self-assured, I don't know, but that's what it seemed like to me. You know, your wife was the one that was, oh, 
you know, very chatty and very friendly and open. And I'm obviously chatty Kathy. So, you know, we hit it off. But I always like, I was like, oh, he's such a nice guy. He's so quiet and, you know, confident and successful. And that's what you put out. So you may have found one way. Business aspect. Like business aspect. But I saw you as a runner. We were running. We were on the same team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But talk to me about numbers and dividends, which I would have been like Chinese to me anyway. Exactly. But I was confident in my ability, no matter what, to cross that finish line. And, and till this day, like, yeah. If, if- that needs to be the mentality that you use in finding a relationship. Look. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And then that's, that's when, when I realized that I don't need the, the only affirmations, the only love, the only kudos I need is I needed to accept myself. I needed to forgive myself from any misdoings. I actually apologize to everybody because, you know, to me, I've always been accountable. Now, you know, it gave them carte blanche to go, oh, yeah, he's an asshole. No, I forgive. I, I apologize because it's my fault, the relationship. Really, it's two people. But, you know, on a... It's two people. I would yeah. never I would never point the blame. Oh, no, no. So I, w- I apologize. And then, 50 yeah, I, I accepted and I said, hey, I, everything that I accomplished, I'm like, yeah, it was amazing that I had to be, I had this push to, to get the kudos from my mom. I get, I had to do that to get the affirmations from my ex-wife, which it should have never been like that. Or, or the two women after that proceeded. And I did, yes, I wrote a book because I was thinking, well, maybe she'd be like, oh, great job. I did this. And no matter what. So when I finally realized, hey, you did a great job. You're an amazing person. And I took time out to, to heal and all that. That's, that's when the universe brought me a person finally that there was no drama. There was no this. And, you know, she's not telling me because an ex actually told me I should drive for Uber. And it's like, exactly. Exactly. Why should you drive for Uber? Well, it, and when you do a lot of self-discovery, if one person's successful or perceived to be ahead of the other person, the other person will feel like they don't deserve it. Or like if you become too out there, then you'll outgrow them and that all that. Usually a, a competitive person, a motivated person will be like, well, let me step up to that level. While the other, the opposite would be like, yeah. So that, that's, that's a lot of times why you'll see people knock each other down. So once I did that, yeah, the, the woman that I'm with now, you know, Amy, she, uh, she's, yeah, I, I've never asked her for a cyber hug or a kudo. She'll just say out of, out of, out of the blue. And, and writing a book, if, if, if you want to know for a, a male, I mean, it, it really ups your game in the dating uh, when it comes to dating. <laughs> well, guys, write a book and the girls will come running. Is that right? It, oh, yeah, completely. It, it, well, after I, I believed in my... Because the book was already written. I just hadn't put it out there. And it was going through the editor and all that. And then I, I, I realized I needed to love myself. But it did get me like... One of the podcasts, well, the, the second one with Amy, uh, yeah, double bookings, triple bookings and all that. And it was like, just because, you know, heck, now if I, a, a podcast and a book. I had it in you all along, you know, I kind I know. of, I, know. I hate to be cliche, but 
Wizard of Oz. Oh, exactly, know? exactly. And all that's- along, she had the courage. She had everything all along, and we all do it. And you know, I'm still learning that too. But we really all do. We're all born with gifts and talents, and some of us use them to the best of their abilities, and some of us don't. And then eventually, we do, hopefully. But we do have it all along, and that's, I guess, the 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 skill is knowing that, or that's the epiphany that you have, where you wake up and you say, you know what? Why are they any better than me? And it's not to knock that person down either. What is to say is to you is you can also do that if that's what you want to do, exactly. and you had it in you all along. You always had the intelligence, confidence. Uh, ability to write a book, run a successful business. I mean, look, look at what you've done in 47 years. You've done quite a bit. You've done more than most people do in a lifetime. And you still have hopefully another half of you, another 50, let's say, who knows, of your life to live. You don't know. So you've got to give yourself a lot of credit. You really do. You really do. Well, I have to give you credit. I mean, you blush. <laughs> I'm blushing right now, but I mean, you've pivoted throughout could just in a radio industry i mean in journalism and communications it's like a dog eat dog world and you've gone through like i i don't want to say how many years you've been but i think you did you can say it 30 years yeah And, and you see talent come and go but you've you've always pivoted with the times i am I'm very grateful. I say this all the time because I didn't know how long I would be in the business. I really didn't know. I was in college. I had an internship at WSHE. Somebody was sick. It's the story that you hear. Somebody was out sick. I was there because I was like a fly. I wasn't leaving. I was a fly on the wall. I was like, you want me to do what? Make coffee? Pick a pizza? You got it. I was that person. So because I wanted it so bad. And um, somebody was sick. And I got that position and it just. So then what you're saying is you have that generation X. Okay. We're both generation X. Maybe we are being biased that whatever it takes and that you have to work your way. You have it. And and this new generation, I will say this, and I don't, I'm not slamming the millennials because they have a lot of good things. I've learned a lot from the millennials. I have, I've had interns, I've had uh, coworkers, great, smart people. I have Gen Z. So do you. We have Gen Z children. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a difference in the Gen Z than with the millennials. The millennials do a lot of this. Yeah. Like, they'll, they'll, work. they'll work for you. Correct. They will, but they'll do a lot of this. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, where my kids and even that generation, I won't get ridiculed. They're like, okay, well, we'll show you how to do it. So that's one thing. I had many an intern come our way where they would say, you know, we work morning, so you have to come in early. Right. And they we would say, okay, so you have to come in at this time. And they would say, Ooh, yeah. Can we come a little bit later or we, we don't really do weekends. And in my head, I would be like, Oh, you're not going to work out, you know, but I would say, well, you know, I would try to work with them if they were in school and they had classes, you know, I tried to be reasonable, of course, but not, I would tell you out of all the interns I've had, I have three that are successful. And one of them works for Entertainment Tonight. And I see her, she's a, a producer. And I'm super proud of her because that girl came in every day. She worked her butt off. She did whatever we asked her to do. And she was fantastic. And that is what is missing. The other thing that is, I would think, 
staying power in any field, any, well, especially the media, is authenticity. If you are true to who you are, whether it's, listen, I am a big dork. I am not the most glamorous or fashionable or any of those things. I am a harried mother. I I, I run around like a chicken without a head. I got a lot of things to take care of. My dad, I'm part of the sandwich generation. There's all these things going on. But one thing you'll always hear, whether you like it or not, is authenticity from me and my co-host. And I think that's the key to longevity. Whether it's me, somebody on television, anybody that's been around for a while, it's because they're themselves. The best compliment I ever get is when someone says to me, gosh, you sound it and you are exactly like you are on the radio. And I'm like, that's awesome. Well, because that's I, what I, I want. I'll be the first one to vouch for you too, that uh, and what you see is, is what you get. And to me, that's whenever somebody re- read the book and said, hey, you know what? This, this is you. Isn't that great? Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that they like you. Because <laughs> no, sometimes no, no, no. like, and I don't mean that because of course I do like you, you know that. But I know. You know, sometimes it means you're like, okay, well, I hope that's a good thing. But either way, it, it is what it is. Oh, it's exactly. what it is. And if you don't like it, you can change the channel. They don't have to read the end of the book. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to buy the book, but you that's what it is. You want. Whenever somebody says, well, I don't need the book. I'm like, we don't need anything. I'm not asking you to buy. Nobody's ever really seen me say, hey, th- this book, you, you need, need this. You don't need anything. And yeah, uh, if, if when people watch my videos, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and all that, that's the biggest compliment is they're like, that's the same guy. Because I mean, I, I've... You have been the same. You, you may have gone through a, an internal journey and that's wonderful because that's growth. And that's all we ever hope for is growth. We all have to grow. I hope I'm not the same person I was last year or two years ago. I hope I've gotten better, but you have it, but, but the mold is the same, right? Like the, the, Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, well, I have to do a a video. It's um, Thursday. It's always woo woo, woo woo Thursday since the personal development from the breakup to now I, you know, I, I do that. (laughs) You know, I'd say that that's, that's something that God gave me or, you know, the universe gave me was just the ability just to, Hey, you know what? Shit happens. It happens to everybody, Omar. It happens to everybody. So I'll, I'll tell you this quick story. Uh, my sister has breast cancer in Canada. She is one of the best people that I know. I mean, all my, my other sister is wonderful too. Don't battle slam to her, but she's pretty awesome. And she didn't want me to tell anybody and she didn't want to tell anybody. And I thought, why is it a secret? But that's an Italian thing. And then I realized, no, it's not just an Italian thing. It's a lot of old world family things. We don't tell people our problems. We keep it in the family. Well, P.S. She has since shared it because it helps other people. And that's what I think we have to understand is I'm sick. We have just an incident happened last week where my dad called somebody in Italy and he's like, you're never going to believe they're sick. And I said, well, what's wrong with them? And he goes, oh, I don't know. They don't want to talk about it. I'm like, here we go again. It's a big family secret. It's not a family secret. What's wrong with them? Why are we not talking about it? And it's because people are embarrassed some kind of way. They brought it on themselves or we can't talk about it. 
What I love is your honesty and your openness. And if we would all just talk about the things that we go through, because all of us do, you would be so surprised at how you're helping so many people. People don't want to feel alone in their misery. Misery loves company could not be more true because you don't feel alone, number one. Two, like you're the only person in the world that's ever gone through this or something's wrong with me that this happened or I did something wrong. No, it happens to everybody, whatever it may be, a divorce, drugs, uh, you lost a job, you, you, I don't even know. I don't even know. Whatever it is, fill in the blank. Give me one. We've all gone. Well, we, you know, somebody has gone through that and somebody can relate and make you feel better and go, Hey, let me tell you what I went through. And you're like, Oh, really? And you just feel so much better. So we have to stop minimizing our issues because we're not the only ones. And if we would just be more open, my God, that's better than Prozac or whatever it is people People do. Exactly. And you know what? There's no nothing wrong with asking for help. God, I know. I know. But for some kind of way, we have to be heroes. Why? You're not getting a medal. You know? I mean, I've, I've never turned down anybody that's like, hey, can I ask you? And I'm like, yeah, I've been there. If somebody wants to know about divorce. You know, I, I would say, yeah, it does suck. <laughs> There's, I'm not going to, sh- I, I, I don't sugarcoat anything. I don't think anybody has ever said divorce is awesome. But what I will tell you is that it's just the end of one chapter. And then you just have to start a brand new one. In your case, it's a whole new book. Well, did you, uh, Jason Sudeikis, after uh, Olivia Wilde left him, they asked him about it. And he said, it's pretty major right now. I'm trying to process it. It's a big book right but now. But look at his life. So he's a great example. And I'm so glad you brought him up. Now, I haven't started Ted Lasso, but I can't wait to start. There isn't one person who hasn't said it's the most phenomenal show on the planet. But this guy is in the middle of the most successful time of his life. But his personal life is in the dumps. Isn't that a juxtaposition of life? Your personal life is full of crap but you are killing it when it comes to your career. So there you go. There is the cycle of life, my friends. Well, it's you know? and yang. I mean, we, we want everything to be perfect every day. We want, we want Hallmark. We want Disney. We want the, the singing squirrel. Listen, the- Disney is the worst. People always die. Bambi's mother died. What the hell? You can't bring oh, up. Oh, <laughs> dies always at the beginning. And but besides Frozen, the dude always has to save. <laughs> Which, hey, after women empowerment, having two daughters and all that, I'm like, yeah, it's a damn good movie, you know. To the the power of a sister saving another one, the love of a sister. Family, family is everything. Family is, is everything. So then, when when are we going to read this book of yours? When are you going to start the process? Because the hardest is that first page. The hardest is just deciding. The, the hardest is this knowing deep down inside that you have a story that everybody wants because I mean, shoot, you're, you're part of South Florida. You're, you're part of South Florida rock. The thing is everybody wants to hear stories that are like sorted. I don't have any, I was really a good girl. <laughs> I really don't have any like backstage stories of this rock star and that rock star. I, I mean, I could tell you the worst interview, the best interview, Uh, I could tell you silly things, but I don't have anything that would be so salacious where you'd be like, oh my God, 
Yeah, but I you think, can write a book about that. I think also, my stories are more, are more, I mean, they're just, I, I don't know. I think that we all have a book in us, first of all. Every you time. have a limiting belief right there, but you, 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 you're a, a parent. You, you, you raised two daughters. You, you raised a daughter and a son. Uh, yeah. Married. We'll see how that turns out. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, I know, I know you're an amazing mom. But from, you know, there, there's so many aspects that it, it's like people saying, well, I don't want to, I don't want to publish an Italian cookbook because there's thousands of it. But it's no, I, I just think I have, I just don't know which way to start. I think that I'm, I, I really, I think the story that I hope I tell every day on the radio is that we can do anything. And, um, as a woman specifically, I, I can, I can do and have done pretty much anything. I, anything, anything I want to do. And I mean that there's so much more I want to do. Don't get me wrong, but I think that, um, I think that's the story, but I don't know where to start. So what- I, don't, I think women limit themselves. I think that we think we are, we're, we're pigeonholed into what we have to do. Exactly. And I don't like it. And I love that the younger generation are fearless. I love it. I love the millennials that are fearless. I love the Gen Zs that are fearless. And I want them to continue to be fearless. I really, really do. I think that the Gen Xers, we're still a product of our upbringing. We're still... You know, I'm an immigrant kid, you know, so are you, my kid, my parents are both from Italy. So I've got a lot of immigrant stuff hanging over me that I'm trying to get out of the way, but still have my values and ethics. So I don't know. I, I don't know my story. I don't know what it is yet, but I think I will one day. How's that? I hear you. Well, you know, who to, <laughs> to talk to on that. So what, what's next for you? What would you like us to all know? What would you like the... <laughs> People to know. Oh, gosh. I don't want anyone to know anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're honest on that one. I don't really... What's next for me? I mean, I hope I get... have a. I mean, I guess I am going to be more personal than I thought I would. I hope that I, I, I can have a wonderful relationship. I'm open to that and looking to that. But the, this person is going to sound really bad, I'm about to say. But this person has to be really special. But this person's got a really... They got to really be special. And um, because I'm not dealing with, um, I'm not interested in, um, anyway, um, I'm hoping to a good, healthy relationship. And I just want to continue to flourish. I think that I can do so much more in terms of what I can offer a young woman. I think that I can empower. I think that I just want to keep working and doing good. I really do. I really think health, mental health has to be uh, really uh, that we have to tackle that. And I think that uh, food and exercise plays a huge, huge role in that. I'd like to be more. I'd like people to know a little bit more about that. So I think there's a lot of avenues that I can take. I really don't know which one yet, but I'm open to whatever is going to happen. And I really think good things are going to happen. I know great things are going to happen because you're an amazing person. And I, I mean that. Authentic. I, I'm, I'm not. I, I never blow smoke up anybody's ass. I never. I'm not the cyber hugs or hey, it's great. Your your kid came in tenth place out of eleven. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, blunt, I'm blunt. I'm blunt. Trophy. <laughs> no, no, no participation trophies in, in life. Uh, 
<sighs> that's another thing. So, hey, you know, I, I, I appreciate the time. I, I really do. Thanks for asking me. I was honored. I hope I didn't bore you too much. No, no, not at all. So what, what you're saying is when you meet this guy, we're going to go out on a double date. Okay, sure. <laughs> I don't know where he is or when he'll show up, but hey, have- we're we're, pu- we're putting that out to the universe. You're yes, the universe is. is uh, I've been talking to the universe. They're they're a little slow, but it's okay. <laughs> it happens when it happens, and you have clarity. Clarity is power. Most people do not know what they want, but as long as you know what you want, and as long I know what I don't want. And when I, when I see what I want, I'll know. That's the way I look at it now. I'm old enough to know what I do not want and will not stand for. And I don't mean that in a, like a, <laughs> here, you know what I mean? I'm just very, I, I know that I bring a lot to the table. So I hope that the table, other side of the table, have got a lot of tough stuff too. You know? Here's your chance to plug. Where can we? I, I know where I can find you and all that. I'm Facebook friends with you, and I, I know the station and all that. But where where can everybody else find you? I mean, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at Julie Guy on Air on Twitter. And what's that radio station? Say what? What's what's that radio station? Oh, yeah. Then mornings five thirty to noon on one hundred one point five Light FM. I am one of those two girls in the morning with my co-host Tamara G, who I love dearly. I'm very grateful I get to work with her. And you got you got the opportunity to be reunited. Yeah, no, it's great. We uh, that is a dream person to work with. Uh, much like Jason Sudeikis, although with much less money, I love working with her, and I I really do love what I do in the morning. So I'm very grateful for that every day. I got two great kids. I'm on my friend Omar's podcast. I mean, this has been a pretty great Thursday. Oh my gosh, you're gonna make me blush some more. All I'm right. serious. You're the success story, dude. I tell you that all the time. We're both success. I, I, I we were attracted to each other just based on that. Well, that's right. That's right. Thank Listen, you. I love you to pieces. You know that. And I wish this book to go number one on the bestseller list. Hey, it's out there in the universe now. As long as Julie Guy thinks so, then it'll be oh, out yeah. there. There you go. Two people are buying it. Okay. <laughs> I love you too. I'll see you soon. I never told no one that. My whole life I've been holding back. Every time I load my gun up so I can shoot for the stars. I hear a voice like, who do you think you are? Negative thoughts come to mind when I start thinking bold. Like, why you chasing dreams? Aren't you getting kind of old? I knew I needed help. I had no self-confidence, didn't believe in myself. I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition to start a business. But before I even started, I feel like it's finished. You got a vision. And let me say, I don't care if they your blood got the same DNA. They can't feel how you feel. They can't see what you see. Wanna change your life? You gotta change the way you think. The thoughts in your mind is the boss of your life. Nothing but good vibes every day. I'm thinking like, what if it did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to us. Escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.